That's actually a good... I'm going to give it to my man, Denard Robinson. And that's exactly right. what will happen. He'll run to his left and able to <laughs> find a seam. And he cuts back. And Denard Robinson's got running room. Denard Robinson looking to pick up a block from Stoneham. And Denard Robinson will <laughs> score. On third and two, Denard Robinson busted 46 yards for the touchdown. This kid is something special to watch. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you Babe, that means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. And tonight, culture gets creepy. <laughs> Not very convincing, huh? Well, today we're going to talk about some very wonderful creepy events going on around town. We're going to have some very appropriate creepy and uh, maybe some maudlin and ghoulish music to go with that. We're going to talk about the zombie walk going on tomorrow in Ann Arbor and the Three Corpse Circus Independent Horror Film Festival. That's not a corporate film festival. It's a Three Corpse Circus Independent Horror Film Festival at the Michigan Theater on Saturday. One of the movies is called Noodles. We're going to go into that, all of that, all at once, simultaneously. But first, before we do it all at the same time, we're going to start with our recipe for the evening. This is Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Get your notepads out.
This has not been a portend of death, doom, and destruction. It's a recipe! Yeah, that was Screamin' Jay Hawkins and Alligator Wine. Ooh, other songs that have nothing to do with scariness include I Hear Voices, Feast of the Mau Mau. Oh my, that's an appropriate one. I should have gone with that one. Nonetheless, Alligator Wine is a fine choice for any occasion that involves morbidity and scariness. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. This is Mike. And this is important news, because tomorrow in Ann Arbor, there's going to be a zombie walk. Now, before I go on with Ann Arbor's zombie walk, I want to mention Grand Rapids, because because Grand Rapids has, on a couple of occasions, tried to have the world's largest zombie walk, and you thought everything was all just sort of hunky-dory in Grand Rapids, but no, zombies walking through the streets of Grand Rapids. This, according to Wikipedia, which is pretty much the source of everything. On October 30th, 2008, Grand Rapids became the largest site of zombies anywhere in the world, when around 4,000 zombies showed up to a zombie walk organized by Grand Rapids Community College student Rob Bliss. Bliss organized the walk on Facebook, but due to cost and application issues, he was unable to get the walk certified by the Guinness World Records. Because, you know, isn't that the thing with zombies always dealing with cost and application issues? You think that stuff would be over with when you die, but no. So in 2008, about 4,000 zombies walked around, weren't able to certify that. But says here, uh, the, the new zombie record was July 3rd, 2009, organized by Fremont Outdoor Movies in Seattle, Washington, beating all previous zombie walk records. Guinness World Records officially recorded 3,894 zombies at the Red, White, and Dead zombie event, though local news claimed 4,277 participants. How many of those were dead, undead, half-dead? I don't know if you actually divide that uh, difficult with any kind of... Anyway, October 2009, the record was stolen by the Big Chill Festival in Ledbury, Herefordshire, UK, with 4,000... 26 zombie mob participants. Grand Rapids tried again in 2009. An estimated 8,000 participants braved rainy weather to gather in Calder Plaza outside of Grand Rapids City and County buildings. The event was coordinated by Rob Bliss. Approximately 40 to 50 volunteers collected signatures from the crowd, and getting that from zombies is kind of like herding cats or zombie cats or cat zombie. And the record is currently unverified by Guinness World Records. It's not fair. Well, I don't know if Ann Arbor is actually planning to break any records, maybe to break a few spells. But tomorrow, October 29th at 9 p.m., the zombie walk begins in Ann Arbor. Where else but on the Diag by Espresso Royale. And that's going to be not only a zombie walk, but wouldn't you know it, this being a food show... 
This is serendipity full. This is a zombie walk and food drive. It says here, bring out your dead and walk to end hunger for more than just the undead. Because, <laughs> man, when you're undead, man, you sure get hungry sometimes. Non-perishable food donations can be dropped off at the Vault of Midnight comic book store before the walk starts. After the walk, stay and sink your sunken sockets on a gruesome gallery by artist Colum C. Slevin. Slevin? Slevin? This at the Vault of Midnight comic book store. There is a tomb downstairs at the Vault of Midnight where they have spooky walls and looks like some uh, gruesome gallery of artwork there. Then shuffle your feet to the sounds of Scared to Death at 10 p.m. All at the Vault of Midnight. Enter via the alley. (laughs) So that's just one of the scary events going on, and I think we're going to need to celebrate that right cheer with some uh, lively Fats Waller to music to beat the undead, if you know what I'm saying. This is Fats Waller and the classic Abercrombie Had a Zombie. This intro is for slow-walking zombies. Then it picks up a little. Sorry. Here we go. This looks like the ghouls and ghosts have taken control of the CD player and changed the number 22 to 23. Or maybe the CD is tracked improperly. Let's try this. Or was it true? Keep me a zombie or something. 
A double one. He never drove a car into the Astor Bar. He never tried to wade in the Aquacade. Just an inky, I'm afraid, but like the other famous sinner, Abercrombie met his Waterloo. He's the man who didn't come to dinner, cause Abercrombie had a zombie. Or was it two, or was it three, or four, or five, or six? <laughs> Get it, Mr. Abercrombie. Two, three, four, five, or six. You know, it can't be verified by Guinness, but nonetheless, Abercrombie had a zombie, and that was Fats Waller in 1940 when zombies were zombies and the undead were undead. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. This is Mike, and it's getting spooky in here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was just thinking about zombie walks. Competitive zombie walks, the very idea of it. I don't know if it's an Olympic sport yet, but... How, how do you determine that somebody is a zombie? Is it just the way you dress, or do you have to walk a certain way? I mean, if do you have to drag your right leg behind you, for instance? And if you lift your leg, are you disqualified? Are you are you then the un undead? I'm not sure how that works. There was some kind of walking marathon in an Olympics once where a woman walked. I may have been 26 miles. I'm not sure. But it was found that she lifted one foot once off the ground. And she was completely disqualified from the Olympics for that. Now, I think that would be very unfair for a zombie. It's already rough enough being undead, I'm just saying. So, again, there is a zombie walk and food drive tomorrow in Ann Arbor, 9 p.m., starting at the the Diag by Espresso Royale and other such things going on as well. Information in, is on MySpace at Zombie Walk A2. Also coming up this weekend, on Friday, actually the same night, so if you can split your soul in two and put it in a couple of horcruxes and maybe take a couple of the Ipsy and some to Ann Arbor, if you go to Ypsilanti tomorrow, the Dreamland Theater is putting on a production of Children of the Corn at 7 p.m. It's an adaptation of the classic horror story, Children of the Corn, performed by marionettes. Spooky. And Spooky Kingston happening tomorrow night at Elks Lodge in Ann Arbor. Soulful Jamaican sounds as Funky Kingston often brings to Elks Lodge in Ann Arbor, this time called Spooky Kingston, a special Halloween dance. They promise scary lighting to make you look horrifying. I don't need scary lighting to make me look horrifying, but that's another story. And going on also this weekend on Saturday, the Three Corpse Circus Independent Horror Film Festival comes to the Michigan Theater. That is Saturday, October 30th at 7 p.m. It's an independent short horror film festival, says here, geared to create and strengthen the, the Southeast Michigan horror community. Because when you're undead, what you need is strength to drag your way through town with your right leg dragging behind you so you don't get disqualified. Some of the films in the Three Corpse Circus Horror Festival at the Michigan Theater include 
Well, the first one's called Parking Space. Now, there's an Ann Arbor horror film, if I've ever heard one. All Norman wants is to find a parking space, it says here. That's followed by Waffle, a disfigured science fair champion, and we know many of those, invites her new friend over for dinner, but by the time dessert comes around, the two schoolmates will discover each other's true, unpleasant natures. Let's skip to My Roommate is a Rhombus, shall we? After freshman Justin Crops moves into his dormitory, he realizes he's been paired up with an infamous serial killer. What's worse is the killer turns out to be an anthropomorphic rhombus, which causes Justin to question his sanity. I don't know why. That's more like it. That's more like it. In danger, his last hope lies with a scraggy detective. These are just some of the films. Oh, here's another one. So You've Been Bitten by a Werewolf. That's another film. Demonology is another film. Inner Beauty. Uh, These are a a mysterious noise. These are all films at the Three Corpse Circus at the Michigan Theater this Saturday at 7 p.m. Information is at threecorpsecircus.com. One other event I'd like to mention, seems to be a fad these days, a really groovy and scary one, is folks getting together at a venue and each band dressing up like a totally different band and dressing up and playing like that band. The latest one of these, there have been three or four in the area, is at the Crowfoot Ballroom in Pontiac. It's the Crowfoot's Cheapy Creepy Halloween Treat 2 Part 2. They explain that Treat 2 Part 2 is actually Part 3, but it's Treat 2 Part 2. And the lineup includes Child Bite as Black Sabbath, The Silent Years as Madonna, Prussia as the Pixies, and of course somebody has to do the Smashing Pumpkins. It's only seasonal a group called Fawn doing the Smashing Pumpkins, and you can find out all about this concert. That's Friday starting at 7 p.m. in Pontiac at thecrowfoot.com. Now, I want to talk a bit about the Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, but first of all, I want to play you another song for the zombies out there who are looking for a little bit of solace because you've been disqualified from the Guinness Book of World Records, and you need a little bit of uh, encouragement to make you feel a little better or a little deader. I don't think this is actually a horror song, but as a zombie, you might appreciate it. This is called You're My Meat. in and inside out you're my meat ah you're fat and forty but naughty you're my meat from your feet to your head you knock me dead you're my meat i got you covered but baby you're my meat in the days of old when nights were bold they were pious and modest i'm told don't you see that couldn't be me? I'd have to talk about your yams and your big fat hams. It excites me so because I know you're my meat. 
bad and forty, but Lordy, you my me. One goes out to all the undead people out there. You're my meat. Mm-mm. <clears throat> That's Louis Jordan from a collection called 1934 to 1940 on the Classics label. Arwolf here tells me these are his earliest recordings on this CD. And um, includes I Can't Dance, I Got Ants in My Pants, which is a problem if you're undead. That was recorded in 1934, the rest from 1937 on. But moving on nonetheless to the Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, this is from a website I'd like to read to you. Ladislao Loerta is an artist, and this website features the diabolical musings of Ladislao Loerta. It says here, The Day of the Dead began as an Aztec celebration originally celebrated in... <laughs> Zombies are moving my microphone down. Here we go. The Day of the Dead began as an Aztec celebration originally celebrated in August. Skeletons and skulls were used as symbols for death and rebirth. Instead of fearing death, they embraced it and considered it a moving on to a higher level of consciousness. When the Spaniards came and converted the Aztecs, the Aztecs incorporated the symbols of the crucifix and the devil into the celebration, which the Spaniards moved to November 2nd. People often misunderstand other cultures' definition of the devil, and I have had many people offended by my Dia de los Muertos artwork that features him or her. In many cultures, there are deities that are neither all good nor all bad, but a mixture of both, depending on which side they got out of the bed that morning and how you treat them. These deities that may at times be cruel can be treated with honor and respect by someone hoping to get their help and remain on their good side. This really is no different from the Old Testament God who, if he liked you, put you on an ark with two of every animal, and if he didn't, he acted the part of the stereotypical mafia don and, quote, lets you swim with the fishes. I haven't heard that comparison before. Says here, according to Ladislao Loerta, the devil did not exist for the Aztecs until their conversion to Christianity. Dia de los Muertos is meant to show the duality of life, which is that it can only exist surrounded by death. This is reality, not superstition. The artwork is meant to show this and make death a part of life to be accepted and acknowledged instead of feared. 
Says the artist, my Dia de los Muertos art is rich with color and tradition and is used symbolically, cards, canvases, clock, votives, etc., as well as functionally, goblets, platters, salsa bowls, pastry domes, etc., to celebrate through food and drink. As the old saying goes, every day is a dance with death. So live a life you enjoy, and when the time comes that those you love build altars to celebrate your life on the Day of the Dead, know they are thinking of you, and they will join you in their own time. There are also some traditional Day of the Dead foods. Pan de Muertos, the bread of the dead, is a sweet bread with anise seeds. The bread is often shaped into skulls or round loaves with strips of dough rolled out and attached to resemble bones. Then there are the sugar skulls, skulls of different sizes made of sugar. Some are very brightly colored and decorated, too. If you want to see some Day of the Dead images in Ann Arbor, Peaceable Kingdom on Main Street, the toy and kid and fun and imaginative store on Main Street, has some Day of the Dead images and figurines in their window display. I think that there are some of those at Crazy Wisdom farther down on Main Street, too, but definitely Peaceable Kingdom. And I believe Pilar's Tamales on West Liberty has a curtain that's adorned with Day of the Dead images, if I remember correctly. Day of the Dead is November 2nd, that's next Tuesday, but in some cultures the celebration actually has been going on for weeks now. And there is a place, in fact, in Mexican town in Detroit that has quite a bit of Day of the Dead paraphernalia, so that's another place you might go to see Day of the Dead stuff. Now we're going to hear a little bit of a piece of Day of the Dead music right here. This is from a collection called Dancing with the Dead on Ellipsis Arts. Uh, The Day of the Dead in Mexico says here, No other festival has generated more vivacious death images than Mexico's Day of the Dead. The songs sung at these celebrations are not slow or somber, and El Lorar, I hope I'm Yorar perhaps, from the province of I'm sorry, I'm not getting this. El Lorar from the province of Huasteca is one of the most popular. This is a performance by the group Los Camperos de Valles, and we will listen to a little bit of that. In fact, let's just go out with this, why don't we? This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Coming up at 7 in just a few minutes, Arwolf will be here. We will all face the music. And we will go now out to our destiny with the music of the Day of the Dead by Los Camperos de Valles. This is called El Yoral or El Horar. I'm sorry, it's L-L-O-R-A-R, and I apologize for the pronunciation problem. It's called The Weeping. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thanks for listening, and keep on doing that.
You've got WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's a minute past seven. We're at exactly 88.3 megahertz. Face the music. Cracklin' Rosie, get on board. We're gonna ride till there ain't no more to go. Taking it slow. Lord, don't you know. I'll have me a time with a poor man's lady hitching on a twilight train. Ain't nothing here that I'd care to take along. Maybe a song. To sing when I want. 